Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati area. And today I am looking all around as I do this podcast and we have tons of snow everywhere and have just pretty much recovered. Well, I suppose we're still recovering from a lot of impacts of the snow. And some of the impacts are obvious, some of them are not. The obvious ones are where we simply cannot see a roof. But, as you realtors out there know, in our constrained seller's market, which is to say that there's very few houses on the market, especially in neighborhoods that people love, school districts that they love, and the price points and various things of that nature, there's just not enough houses, which drives the price up, and then it constricts the inspection period to make it shorter, and we're already dealing with snow delays, and that makes our job a whole lot harder, and then it leads to, well, schedule issues. That being said, what I want to make sure that we get across to everybody is things that we need to do to make the inspection successful and to make sure that we're able to inspect those areas that are affected by the snow. So what what things do we think about when we think of a snow-covered house roof? Yep, roof. Roofs, roofs, roofs. Very, very important. It's nobody's fault that the roof is covered. And let me just say this. We have been asked numerous times, aren't you going to get up there and shovel the roof or use a broom to get the snow off? I'm just going to say a short answer, no. We do not have magical ability and are not Matt Damon. Maybe in Matt Damon movies on, on you know, from Hollywood, they run on snow-covered roofs and, I don't know, and somehow don't fall and don't break their neck and so forth, but we can't do that. We're, we are actually human, so that's not, uh, that's not going to happen. And we still want to be able to give you a good roof inspection. That means patience is very, very important because... Knowing that the contract still is being uh, implemented and there's a deal being made between the seller's realtor and the buyer's realtor and the buyer, um, we have to deal with reality. Reality is we can't make the snow melt any faster. Reality is we really can't make a good roofing conclusion about a roof without seeing the whole thing. That means that agents have to be patient, clients have to be patient, and we have to take these things into account, and we all really need to kind of take a step back and believe that we're all human. That means the listing agent's going to be human, and the buyer's agent, and the seller also, and the buyer. So reasonable minds can certainly come to reasonable conclusions, even with constrained schedules. I would say it's better to ask and try than to avoid 
and say, well, we might not get the house if we don't uh, don't get this done real fast. Well, we're, we are trying our best. So roof, the roof has to be inspected. It's a very big part of, of the house, of the, the whole system, and it's one of the most expensive items. And when there's roofing issues, if, if we don't inspect that, we certainly don't want an unhappy client calling us back three months from now with a roof leak and saying, why didn't you blah, blah, blah? Well, we put in the report, we couldn't inspect it at the time of the inspection. We suggest that you set up a reinspection of the roof within the closing period, um, excuse me, within the contract period to have it reinspected once the roof becomes visible. So that means everybody has to do their part, read the whole report, listen at the inspection and follow through. And I'm spending a lot of time on this because when we do have snowstorms, and we hate them too, <laughs> um, we really do, uh, we have to be human and, and get through it. Uh, I have two, two adult sons, and both of them are, at the time of recording this, one of them is just about 22, the other's 20, or excuse me, 19 still, and both of them have gotten to the point in life where, well, they're not skiing, so they don't really have a big affinity for snow. And actually, my oldest one came to me and said, Dad, I hate snow. I said, Matthew, why do you hate snow? He said, well, because I'm old enough now that it actually, it actually causes me issues. Oh, how's that? Well, getting the car out and having to go places and it making me late and it causing classes to get canceled and the professors they don't they don't postpone stuff they just cram it all on and try to get two lectures in one so i said well well it kind of sounds like my world which i've been saying all along when i'm when i can't make any money and can't look at a roof um we have irritated customers and i don't want that i don't want anybody uh you know feeling like they're they're constrained on a schedule or anything we want to be able to get stuff done and do a great job for everybody so that being said, yep, even uh, even even the sons who are of that age don't like snow anymore. Um, I, I have to laugh because there's other things about snow that I'm going to put into here too, and make this episode revolve around snow and and bad weather like that. Um, so, so, what are some other things to think about when you have snow at an inspection? driveways, sidewalks, steps, um, various things also are impacted by that. And the lay of the land in general, that's a really important one. There actually could be some drain covers, drains hidden in the yard or around the, the, the sidewalks and, and uh, driveways that need to be found. And maybe those are clogged up. We don't know. We need to see those. And grading. Grading is really important. So up against the house, does the land slope towards the house or away? Is it going to provide good drainage or is it going to uh, provide uh, negative drainage, which is to say water is going to run towards the house? So uh, I just finished an inspection before doing this podcast and I was very, because we couldn't see anything up against the house, I was very diligent and made sure I used my moisture meter on no fewer than about 20 locations around the basement. Why? because I want to see if there's any areas that are elevated moisture because I know I couldn't uh, get, get, it, get uh, close enough to the house without having all of the uh, moisture, excuse me, without having the, the grating and the snow being in the way, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't get to that. So I had to be very diligent in the basement and at least test my hypothesis that, you know what, I think it's okay, but 
I won't know until I do tests with the moisture meter. So those need to be inspected too. Um, very important, very important. Um, so I'll just kind of uh, go back to how important it is with, with the snow and, and, uh, and some of the things that we observe while there's a whole lot of snow. So there was one day where it was so bad we really just couldn't do any inspection. So I'm looking out the, the master bedroom window of my house and from that point to just last night, which was probably four days, I think the deer that live in our backyard were holed up somewhere. And I think I mentioned this on another episode. We also have a den of coyotes. What? Richard, you really have coyotes in your yard? We do. We actually do. We have them on video. We have proof. And boy, are they loud at night. Um, they really do uh, make a lot of noise. And I think there's probably about three of them. Now, we have about six to eight deer, males and females. And so from the point that we had this blizzard, we had it about 12 inches or so. And you, you in upstate New York may be listening to this. You might be laughing at that. But for Cincinnati, that's a pretty darn good snowstorm. Um, at any rate, haven't seen the deer until yesterday. Four days they were all holed up. Haven't heard the coyotes either. I don't think they've come out. So apparently the deer get hungrier faster. And so they were all cruising around in our front yard. Then they went across the street. And then I went out. I went out in my flip-flops and shorts and socks and yeah yeah i did and we had this bunch of celery that was all rubbery that never got used for whatever recipe it was supposed to be used for so i tossed it out in the yard and they looked at me like i was an idiot and i went and got it and i tossed it further to, to them and I, I think they finally ate it but you know i don't think deer necessarily know what what celery is but that was kind of fun trying to help them out and then at the other uh, house I was at uh, today also, I saw bunny tracks uh, on two places around the house. So I'm looking in the bushes a little bit on the side, kind of as an adventure, hoping I don't step on one of these rabbits. But that being said, I, I saw the bunny tracks and they went into this uh, juni big juniper bush and then went on the other side of the house. So I, I told the people that they got some rabbits living in the yard and they, they weren't aware of it. And they said, well, wh where are they? And they're the front or the back. And I said, well, they're definitely in the front um, on the other side of the fence because their dog goes in the back and the dog's pretty good at, at catching things. So they said, well, that's good. At least they're living on the right, right place. They figured out the system. You ain't living in the backyard without getting in trouble. So, <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, and then there was one other thing I saw so the day after that snowstorm, it's like seven degrees outside. Haven't seen anything. Um, we did hear our owl. That was pretty amazing. Uh, that, uh, and, he, and I translated what he said. He said he'd work for food um, because he wasn't getting anything. There's nothing coming out when it's that cold and the snow is that deep. So he's not going to be eating any mice for quite a while or moles or whatever. But I saw one squirrel. All right, so it's about 7.30 in the morning squirrel starts coming out and I see him up at the top of our hill and he's jumping tree to tree the only squirrel I saw for four days I still haven't seen any uh, even today so squirrels are pretty well affected by this whole thing too um, that being said I don't know 
if that was the more uh, adventurous and industrial industrious squirrel or if he was the dumbest one and he got talked into going out and looking for some food by the other by the other ones I don't know who knows but that being said there are there are things that we have to watch out for when we have snow people do buy houses during snowstorms we do have to inspect during snowstorms and I, I, one more thing I want to say about the roofs it is very important for us to get a good look at the roof um, and after a snowstorm and after melting happens that's usually a pretty good time to look at stuff too because we want to make sure that there's a drip edge and and even possibly having a uh, ice guard installed on that which is the flashing that goes right underneath the edge uh, edge shingles overhanging the gutter and that prevents water from going up underneath and when when ice melts <clears throat> it does sometimes creep underneath with with uh, surface tension that holds on there and it can actually get on the roof decking and over time cause rotting so that can be a problem some other things to think about and this this involves my my sons there was one year when I first got started, this is many moons ago, uh, first got started home inspecting and I had learned that it's real important to actually not break icicles off your house unless they get so darn heavy that they're almost touching the ground and so forth. But you don't want to break them off because the water that drips off, it provides a natural path of least resistance so it can get off the roof while it's melting. and if you break them off what happens is sometimes that surface tension again makes those the, the water hug underneath the shingles and go onto the roof decking which can cause rot over time and sometimes leaks along the edges of your of your ceiling and your in your upstairs bedrooms or first floor bedrooms around the edges of the roof near closest to the gutter the soffit area i should say so that's it's very important to not do that um one more thing I'll say with this episode, too. Um, there's a little thing, a little trivia thing about heat pumps versus electric heat. If you have an air conditioner compressor outside and you have a furnace and you don't have natural gas, more than likely you have a heat pump. But you do want to verify that you have a heat pump, not just electric heat. So... Here's the difference. Your compressor outside is going to run in both the heating cycle and the cooling cycle, not just one or the other. If when you turn the regular heat on, I don't mean emergency heat, and, and a lot of times the thermostat setting, the system will come with an emergency heat setting. If you turn on the heat, the heat regular heat, bump it up, you should hear and see that air conditioner compressor running because it's running in one direction for the... Uh, expansion of the liquid coolant and in the other direction um, compression okay so depending on the season all right so if you turn on the heat and you do not see the compressor running and let's say it's a flipped house then somebody took an el cheapo route and you basically all you have for that uh, house is is basically emergency heat which is just using the electric which can be very expensive over time it's a lot cheaper to run a heat pump. So you want to verify um, during the inspection that you have a true heat pump or if you have just electric heat. 
We also, of course, want to switch the thermostat onto the emergency heat and test that because heat pumps, when they when it's below 20 degrees outside, they're really not as efficient anymore. That's why they have a lot of heat pumps down south in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, etc. Um, that's where you have a heat pump system and you really don't need a natural gas, gas burning furnace. So at any rate, um, that's about all I wanted to say about the snow. Uh, I would just ask you to please be patient with your agent and agents. Please be patient with the inspectors. We are doing our best and everybody is impacted when we have a snowstorm. Um, not just you and your client, but everybody and uh, patients um, treat other people the way you want to be treated and everybody will hopefully get along um, it's that's in theory anyway <laughs> um, so i hope you've gotten a lot out of this and uh, happy house hunting and if you have any questions or have any pictures to send our email address is richard at firstinspections.com that's one st and inspections is plural and until our next episode thank you for listening